Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, it's Jake here and welcome to the latest episode of From the Finney Meets. For this episode, I was down in London for the day with the host of the EFL on Quest, Colin Murray. I was fortunate enough to spend the day with Colin, starting at the BBC as he recorded fighting talks for BBC Radio 5 Live, before we headed over to Stockley Park to spend the afternoon with the EFL on Quest team and one of two guest pundits, Paul Heckingbottom, as they prepared for their show that night. The plan was also to get Ian Holloway on the pod and talk a bit about general football as well as North End, but the timings just didn't work out. So, thanks to Colin for having me down in London with him for the day, and I hope you enjoy episode 6 of From the Finney Meets, Colin Murray. Yeah, so, thanks for doing it. No worries. Appreciate it. It's just, is this the furthest south you've ever been in your life? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. weird, isn't it? It's like tropical. That's lovely. It's like nine degrees. Yeah, I've come down here in my hoodie, no coat. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the furthest I've gone for a podcast as well. Yeah, good though. Good to have you. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks for doing it. You've really seen fighting talk already, haven't you? Yeah, that was yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's good fun. Though. Well, the thing with that is we've been doing it for that long. It's just a family. Yeah. So the key bit is just making sure the guests all talk to each other before they go on air. Not yeah. sound stupid. Get comfortable with it. They can't go into the studio because anyone hasn't heard it. It's an hour long show and it's quite combative. And if they aren't comfortable with each other, I know them all, but they maybe have only met each other once or twice yeah. in four years. So they've got to like go in and you've got to have like the BBC religion editor Martin Bashir comfortable with a Welsh comedian comfortable yeah. with and that's kind of a journalist from the mirror and that's kind of how it works so yeah no it was good it, fun it, it is it's good fun yeah I've it's done it too, to see, too long good to see like the, the the inner workings if you will of like the BBC and, and all that sort of stuff yeah, so, yeah. I don't know well I wouldn't judge fighting talking the inner workings of the <laughs> BBC <laughs> it'll do for now it'll do for now um, yeah so obviously you started Radio 1 I think yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Colin and Edith show yeah that was my um so I was never, I never liked radio, never really brought up with radio. And then I was a journalist, news journalist, became a music journalist. Um, got in, well, just sport and music was huge with me. And then Radio 1 used to have a thing called the Evening Session. Yeah, uh, with that. Steve Lamack and Joe Wiley. And then it was just Steve Lamack. And they want, they had to have a nation show. So on a Thursday night, they had a Northern Irish session. That's how I started. So I ended up right. doing a Northern Irish session yeah, with a girl yeah. called Donna. And that was sort of under duress, really. I never really thought about radio, but they asked me to go for it. And then that was it. Yeah, so my first radio job was Radio 1. So in at the deep end. That'll do. <laughs> There's nothing uh, nothing like being chucked in at the deep end, though. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Because you're used to it, doesn't it? Yeah, um, and it was fine, yeah. It, just, it was all playing new music, Northern Irish music, music yeah. I loved. And then uh, when the evening session finished, saying low got that show yeah, and they were like well do you want to move to weekends and then that's when I teamed up with Edith yeah. and then worked my way back to the old John Peel slot was my last three years there and then when I got to like 30 I always said I'd leave when I was 30 yeah, so I did and then the boss would like we stay another year I was like yeah stay another year because it's a youth station I don't really think when you get over 30 you start having to think well I don't do what 18 year olds do anymore yeah, so yeah, why would I be presenting change. to them you yeah. know but at the BBC it's very easy to stay in a place you know 
because very you know yeah so I just I, I, I think from what I know there's a favourite famous story about an old DJ and Radio 1 going on air and resigning after he'd been sacked um, I think I'm the first I was the first DJ ever to resign from Radio 1 because who does right so yeah, but I just wanted to move into sport and I don't really think yeah. about it in terms of career or profile or anything so well, I thought I'll give that a go so I was already doing Fight and Talk so yeah. then I moved to Five Live so yeah you kind of just uh, so the radio's been like the constant since like 23 so like 18 years now yeah. bit of talk sport in between so yeah but it's so how, did, how did that come about then the move from like Radio 1 to the sport was it just you hit yeah, that point no, they wanted a yeah they wanted a young presenter to do Fight and Talk and it was Johnny Vaughan then Christian O'Connell and me yeah. so like that, that show you saw today is my 402nd so I've been there quite long um, and then I went back to it after talk sport so yeah it's like that I was already doing that, and yeah. then every every station's always looking for you know who's the next sort of person to bring in. So yeah, I was that. So then I was doing the weekends, and and then from that, I just like that was it really. Started doing UEFA Cup for Channel Five, which yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, then I did Match of Day Two for a couple of years, yeah. and then so it was all. It's all just it's a lot less interesting than you think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. just the job. Think it's like a people get like an outside look of it being like glamorous though <laughs> you got the inside look today yeah. Yeah, glamorous. <laughs> how long did I wait for to get for a coffee 45 minutes yeah uh, no that's yeah it's not at all not in something like this the EFL and Quest I mean that's like the budget is spent on just getting the footage in and just editing it together you know we have a little room there and there's very few people putting it together but there's yeah. there's a whole office over there people editing the stuff right. you know so that's the key bit yeah. so yeah with shows like this you, it's, a, it's a long day this will be my break I'll eat during the meeting later that's, and it'll go right great. through until 11 o'clock so that, that's the way it is you just you do long the job day. for the joy and then yeah, we, yeah. We're, we're really keen on not trying not to make mistakes in what we do in the studio yeah. make sure we're not generic about teams make sure we properly research them and, and we can't do there's only me Whoever the pundit, pundits are, two production team and a stats guy. Yeah. So you think of 70 teams are playing. That's impossible to watch it all. Yeah. So we try our best to just spread the love every week, concentrate different teams. Some people go, we won 2-0, why didn't you talk about us? And say, we talked about you two weeks ago and yeah. we, we believe in more action and less bullshit. So we, we like to think, talk for shorter amounts of time, get it right, yeah. move on the next games, you know? Yeah. That's kind of the key. North End fans... Uh Mm-hmm. a fan of you is probably the right way of putting it yeah but you know what the first I did the year in Channel 5 yeah and that was my first I'd done stuff I'd done EFL stuff uh, on the talk sports show which was a big thing because it's kinds to be quite top 4 top 6 yeah so I wanted to do I, I that I have to say just on your talk sports show it was the one reason that I actually started listening to talk sport when I did I don't know anymore. yeah um, just enjoyed your 10, 10 o'clock one night yeah yeah, we, 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 it was we, just nice to have that diversity of coverage as yeah. opposed to like you say it just being top four top well, six one of the things in my head was I know that Liverpool fans and Man United fans are already listening and we'll cover them so look how many other fans are all right there yeah. that don't get why, why it's commercially sensible as well yeah. but also it just helped because Bob Mills was on and we had people on who supported teams in the EFL as yeah. well um, and the football pyramids like so precious and, and it's easy to do it without doing it in a hackneyed way it's easy to cover it without just going and now League 1 right top level and story. now League 2 yeah. Grimsby have won their, well what, what about look for the same stories you'd look for in, in the, Premier. the Premier League they're there right and, and 
more more and more actually because you're also starting to see you might look at the England team in two years and go I saw six of them in the EFL yeah. especially with the loan system now being so important so there's loads of really good angles but when I started in Channel 5 I can't remember what it was but I think in one of those first couple of shows I either said something inaccurate about Preston North End or I said Preston rather than Preston North End or North End I can't remember what it did yeah. but I remember the fans giving it to me like really quickly and, and that, that's fine but I remember going because I like that because that makes me go oh right don't do that again yeah. you, know, you know it's like when a pundit says Plymouth I'll correct them on air it's Argyle and they're really important it's just the basis of what's important if, we can't, if you can't get the team name right and uh, I, I talk to friends and you know my mate Simon who you met today he does yeah. fight and talk he's a Charlton fan and, he's, and I said what pisses you off most about the coverage of the football league and he said well he says call a couple of years ago we hadn't scored in like four games and all of our strikers were injured and two of our attacking midfielders were injured and on the covers they didn't say it and it's it's like it doesn't take you no way can we be experts in 70 clubs but we can go into the forums yeah. and instead of just sitting and going let's just talk about that we can go in and get away why. from saying well a team like Preston North End or a team like Charlton or a team like so I ban that and if any pundit does it they don't come back it's yeah. that simple and I don't let them get away with it and they don't to be fair they're really good they we've, we've spend got time a, North End fans have got a hashtag on Twitter that we use quite often because we're, we're a bit of an unfashionable club yeah probably the majority of fans in the championships here is as a small club yeah so like when we beat someone like Brentford who's just finished playing now you get the fans on Twitter saying like oh, teams like Preston we should be beating them so it's yeah. like hashtag team like Preston it happens. all the time yeah and, but do you know what might get a bit of stick for this but when we went top of the league after beating Charlton a few months ago I started seeing our fans doing it saying teams like X, Y whoever uh, we should be we beating, should be beating teams like Barnsley of, yeah, they've only got promoted going yeah. Up and it's like yeah I suppose yeah. a bit of pot kettle yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. you know what I mean so yeah I can understand where you're coming from yeah. with the pundits saying yeah. on TV. I just uh, think it's a privileged job, <laughs> so it should be done well. And it doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. You do. I mean, I made a mistake, uh, a mistake in the snooker the other week. I dropped an absolute bollock. But that happens sometimes. You yeah. just, oh, I've made a mistake. But you, you try your best. Um, and I think over time, the audience see that. Yeah. Um, and Preston North End fans have always been very vociferous social media, mm. just like Sheffield United fans and the Twitter blades. But I've always felt they've yeah definitely appreciated it when we put the effort in you, yeah. they, they're quick to tell you that as well which is, which is what you want yeah. touch with you you know I, I watch Quest mm. yeah it's, it's enjoyable it's good to see that A you, like you said you, you share the love you spread it yeah. around you have to learn that you can't please everybody <clears throat> my, <laughs> I love a moan right one of my pet hates is this right so let's say we lead with uh, West Brom against Preston North End and it was 2-0 and then the second game is Sheffield Wednesday Blackburn it was 4-0 and they go why weren't we first and I'm like it's fucking 9 o'clock yeah. well, is someone going to go to bed here have <laughs> I missed but it comes from the old culture of like who leads match of the day it starts at half 10 and 11 is a point where loads of Britain goes to bed like yeah. it, it really really is I, I know from looking at figures 11 o'clock bang people switch right? off that's a big bedtime moment yeah yeah we're finished. We, we, we've sh- we've shown Morgan by eleven. Everyone's done by eleven. It yeah. doesn't matter. So but that's that's, that's one of the pet hates when people say it because. But I get it because 
like you said, there is a perception of what it's like. You come in here and you're going to see balls of M&Ms and chaise lounges and fucking people fanning us with, uh, with, with, with leaves of trees. <laughs> it's not like that. It's low budget. And we've got, you know, today, for example, but it's a weird schedule today, so it's probably better doing a normal week. So that you know, have three games have got full commentary teams at. Then we've yeah. got a floating commentator. We can put in any game that we see goals winning early. Yeah. And that's it. Like, everything else is voiceover. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we pick it in advance. You can't... What do, what do you, you think we do? It, we you? don't have a heli... Elton John hasn't lent us his helicopter so we can fly them from London to wherever they need to be at 10. Like, it don't work like that. Yeah. And sometimes you pick stinkers. Last night, we took the Sunderland game. It was nil-nil. Nil-nil. So what do we do now? We go, oh, shit, we got to move that down a bit because it's such a bad game. And, yeah. and it happens. And it, usually it's the game you go, that cannot be a nil-nil. Nil-nil. And then the game you think, that'll be a stinker. And it's a belter. Yeah. And what about that Leeds-Birmingham, the Birmingham-Leeds game, the 5-4 um, to Leeds? Nobody predicted the game was good. Nothing said the game was going to be like that. And all of a sudden you were going, shit, we need to then put commentary in that. So let's get Dan in to do the second half and he get yeah. a voice over the goals from the oh, first right. half. Rovers, oh God, the uh, game he was going to do, we now need to do it. Yeah. So it's just a team of people working really hard to get on air every week, yeah. really. You know, every penny's put into that. I mean, no one's make, no one's a millionaire out of this show, believe me. Yeah, well, yeah. obviously being here and seeing it, it's yeah. eye-opening. Yeah, it's different. Least. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah. is. Yeah, so on to North End. Mm-hmm. What... Do you think to our season so far? You, when you were sort of doing your weekly shows and you were prepping and stuff, yeah. you, were North End ever a team that you looked at and thought, yeah, they could maybe challenge? Or look, Sheffield United. I think I don't know the exact place they were in terms of spending last season, but it was in. It was. I, I think I remember them being like eighth favourites to go up and eighth favourites to go down or something like yeah. that. It was like bang in the middle, and. And look, Preston North End are a club that you can be proud of how they're run. You know, there 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 isn't no one. There's not going to be tomorrow fifty million pound to get you up. Yeah. So everything you do is kind of like chimes with us because whether it's falling away a little bit late for the play. If you look at this Alex Neil period, um, you'd know the places you finish better than most. But like two seasons ago, I think the the last team to fall away. And it was it was funny enough. It was Millwall who hadn't spent much, and you that hadn't spent much yeah. at all, and who'd taken players from the League of Ireland, had brought in free transfers. Well, you're still doing it, but and and you kind of can't help. I don't have a favourite team as such, but I'll look out for Stoke at the moment because I want Michael O'Neill to do that. And have a team a team who aren't haven't sort of spent a whole load of money yeah. or aren't a favourite team start doing well. Well, I like Rocky movies. Like everyone likes an underdog. underdog. You want to yeah. see them do well. Maybe that comes through a bit on air. Then I'll get a little bit more excited about Preston North End than I, I think, might do I think a, bit. Well. a club that's got financially better. Yeah. But the scouting system's unbelievable. And this season is different because everybody is inconsistent. I thought it was over. I thought I actually was the only one didn't say on air it was over. By the way, There's a lot of our pundits here in trouble because three weeks ago they were like, "That's it." So it'll be West Brom and Leeds, and that's it. And then bang, bang, bang. I was like, "Wait, to ask ask me at the end of January, and then I'll say." Yeah. Um, so even though Preston North End went through a bad period, look look at what it's taken. What two wins and a draw, and all of a sudden you're going. Oh, we're back in, we're the, back in the race, yeah. and everyone's in the race from 14th. It's ridiculous. So it's, but I don't see it changing. Do you think that's a you look at Brentford last week? Just looked nothing like Brentford, and it's like when we played them in, earlier in the season, right? we beat them two 0 So they, I just don't, I don't see it being different. And there's not like, and there's not like a Derby County who brought in 
these amazing loan signings, yeah. right? There's not there's not a Wolves from two seasons ago who had money spent and a great plan that yeah. has worked so so well. Um, and more credit to them. That's not there. So this is a season where it's not necessarily alarm bells when there's yeah. three four games in one point because you just know three or four teams around you are going to be doing the same. Yeah. Well, so so look so at it's, yeah, Gary um, Howard's come in and exactly. in the space of what 10, 12 games. Yeah, Re- reinvented himself as well. Yeah. He he was like, he was never the uh, totally defensive manager, but you can see him taking more risks now. Yeah, which is brilliant. Um, so yeah, and and again, this season is no different than last season, the season before with North End, because who we talk, who's the best player this season? Patrick Barr, probably, right? Ben Did you Pearson. say Ben? Ben Pe- uh, yeah, but ben do you know I'm just surprised that Ben Pearson hasn't come in and tackled me from behind during this interview. <laughs> it's connected with Preston North End, so usually you're just going to get taken out. Yeah. He's, he's definitely there's a few uh, there's a sandwich short in the picnic. He's great to watch. Yeah, right, I but agree does he with that. does he put does he see? I I we'll sit there and go. There you go, yellow card Pearson. As a fan, though, I'd be a bit like sometimes you're doing not in. Do you know what? It was, and then this season, I think he's only been booked six times. Yeah. <laughs> There's the line. He's only been booked six times. Um, there was a thing in the summer, I think the BBC ran an article about how his mum had been giving him a load of stick yeah. for getting so many bookings and, yeah. and red cards and I love stuff. That. So, I love that. Yeah, um, Ian, Ian Holloway, obviously. who you might talk to if he comes in in time before you go, yeah. Ian Holloway's mum rang up sent a letter to players at a club he was at I can't remember which one whether it was Plymouth or Guile or Blackpool or whatever sent them a letter to all the players telling them to behave and, and be nicer to the player son but what was what was Bayer so he, he well he scored the winner in the playoff final last year so yeah, he, was, so, he was out of contract yeah got him on a free I think Rowan was for him and yeah. a couple of others yeah so there's a, I think there's a lot of admiration with the pundits that come in for how Preston North End do business yeah. and how they pick up players yeah, if you go back to last season, probably Brian was the. Did he win your player of the year? He would have got. Uh, he would have been close for me. He probably did. Either him or Ben Davis. Yeah. I yeah. can't remember if Ben Davis won yeah. player or player. Yeah. So there's there's not there's not um so there's a lot of respect from the pundits when they come in. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the chats off air, they're like, "Where did he come from?" You're like, "Oh, he came from. He's an Ireland boy. He came yeah. from over there. What they pay for him? Two hundred thousand. What? I think we got Alan Brown for ten grand. Yeah. Right. From Rick Mahon Right. I mean, he came over as a young kid. I think he yeah. was like eighteen. If you get like the that. Premier League, though, I think you have to pay him another two grand. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> just he's just got an agent. So yeah. a load of North End fans yeah. were like shitting a brick a little bit. I love that though. That says all you need to know. Yeah, he's got an agent. Yeah, you know, so that's good. Um, and and I mean, Daniel Johnson's back fit, isn't he? So that's going to help you and backfiring. I don't think it's any coincidence either that he's played two games, we've won two games, and scored four Correct. goals. Correct. So yeah, it is. This season is going to come down to a little run at the right time. I yeah. still think. I still think if you're sitting in and around, I don't care if you're in the playoff places. Not you're going to have another dip. There's no team in there, isn't? And yeah. probably same with yourselves. Like it's just going to be one of those seasons. It's going to be a bit of a lap of the dogs. I was going to say, do you think that's a reflection on maybe the the quality either up or down of the league? Do you think it's maybe dipped a little bit or improved? I don't know. There's always a lot. I I always. There's always a lot made of the like standard in each league and the yeah. drop off. I think the drop off is a lot more championship than League One than what it is yeah. Premier League to Championship, if I'm being honest. I think if you take the bottom six clubs, maybe even eight, 
in the Premier League yeah. and if you put them in the league with the top six top eight of the Championship I They're think it would be fairly competitive yeah. I don't, you know, there is obviously a jump up if you've been in the Premier League for two, three seasons because then you get more money but, but ultimately I don't, I don't think you know people will go well look at Norwich they went up and they look like they're going straight back down I'll go alright well look at Sheffield United yeah. you know so people love to use one team to prove the theory but I don't necessarily think it's there so this season's going to be weird I, I think Le- Leeds I don't know what's going on with Leeds I don't know whether it's how they train I don't know where, I don't know but it's baffling because I didn't see it happening again this season I thought we don't have a Wolves this season we're a yeah. shallow of a doubt we definitely don't have a dominating team this is perfect for Leeds this year and that still may well happen right they've certainly got quality but yeah. just little things like you know Phillips getting sent off the other day and he's, you're out for three games now why would you do that it's like yeah. that's a frustration that's a player frustrated that's a squad frustrated yeah. I don't know where it's psychological West Brom um, they came from behind a lot this season to be where they are so yeah. I, I maybe did see more of a blip coming for them I've, I've seen West Brom a couple of times I watched them against uh, I can't remember if it was Charlton or Stoke early on yeah. in the season and they didn't look all that that probably would have been Charlton because they just had Stoke uh, no, I think it was. I think it was the Stoke first Stoke game under Nathan when, Jones. when Nathan Jones was manager. Yeah, yeah. And Stoke were poor yeah. at that point. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. you know what, well, West Brom don't look anything special. Brentford of depth, you know? That's yeah. the other thing. Everyone's looking at the front three, but actually, they're built from the back, and their defensive record's brilliant this season. And, as we're actually we're just watching in the FA Cup, they've got more depth than people think. Yeah. So, that's interesting for me. I wonder, could they go up automatically? That's a big shout. But I, think, I think they could they could do but again it's not going to be I think there'll be teams sitting and finishing ninth this year that are as good as the team that finishes 5th or 6th they could be like 2 points in it yeah it's, it's, so it's one of those seasons for you it's, it's, again, it's history one. repeating for you isn't it you're going to be in the run you're going to be in the hunt I don't think you think about going up automatically I don't think in your head you're, you know, I, I don't, I, no I don't personally I know no, there's a because financially fans. that would be unbelievable if you did that oh, yeah. that would knock Sheffield United into cocked hat if you managed that yeah yeah um, so I think that it, it is the playoff race and I think it's going to come down to in April what team goes in that 3-4 games who's playing each, they're all, you're all going to be playing each other by default yeah. it's well, exciting for me but I'd hate to be a fan of it we've still got to play Brentford uh, still got to play West Brom at their place yes we played Leeds twice mm. uh, we played Swansea in two weeks yeah still got a lot of isn't it funny the mentality of it right so you're, you, if, if we had had this conversation two weeks ago been You'd been gutted because you would have went. Oh, we've still got to go. Oh, we still got to play Leeds. Oh, we still got to play Swansea. But now two wins in the bounce. You're like, yes, we've still got to play Leeds. That yes, that's yeah. the mentality, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we're all allowed that. We're all allowed that. You know, it's part of being a football yeah. fan, isn't yeah. it? It's up and yeah. down. Tell so, me, what's when's Gentry Day? I haven't got right because I hear there's some arguments about which day. Yeah. So can I can the, I throw my hat pardon upon into the ring? Yeah. Huddersfield just feels like the right day to have it. Yeah, I think they'll appreciate. I think the Huddersfield fans might appreciate it a bit more. I think the only issue with the Huddersfield game is the allocation that we've been given, or yeah. the that they think will be given is quite small. Right. Um, there's talk of it being at Brentford because obviously it's that's going to be small by definition. No. Well, yeah, small ground. It's the last one, but then they're like, well, it's the last one at Griffin Park. The, London but games. I don't, I don't think I've yeah. ever been to a, a London game, so it's to me. I would prefer it to be Huddersfield because yeah. I was in Barnsley the other night. Um, I'm going to Stoke, so you know the the one sort of like yeah. within an hour, hour and a half. I'll, I'll do it if I can. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I would prefer it to be Huddersfield. Yeah. Definitely. I don't have a vote in it, but I'm going to say Huddersfield. There we go. I'm just That's trying to stir it up. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to, to create division. <laughs> I think there's enough of that. It's not fair fans at the minute. Um, simple question then. Yeah. Do you think we'll finish in the top six? Yes or no? Um, I say simple question. It's not really. It isn't. It is simple. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm. Well, okay. Let's do it by process of elimination, right? I think no matter what happens with West Brom and Leeds, they're not going to finish outside the top six, whether they've got automatically yeah. or not. The, the the crash would be Leeds finishing third or fourth, right? Yeah, and do so I'm going to say that. Year. I think Brentford are too good to finish outside the top six. So that leaves us three places left. So I would say more. It's nine into three. So that would give you... Well, the top top six, apart from the three... Yeah, but even this table's pointless to look at, right? Okay, so I'm going to stick to I'm going to stick to my prediction at the start of the season. I think Forest have enough ballot. They're a really balanced team. I don't think they're the best defense in the league, but I think they're one of. I think they're top five, top six in every department. Yeah, and I'm not the best in any of them. Yeah, and they've got good balance. I like the manager, but lack of, of course, experience in the league. But I'm going to put them in top six, which brings us to two places, two places left. Fulham of the money. You know, in terms of that squad, you look at that squad. I think and I Fulham say, should should be in right. the top six. So that would lead. And I'm saying I'm doing it the hard way for you. I'm not trying to break your heart. No, I'm. I'm um, Swansea, good loan signings came in. Good new signings in terms of kids, but not this season. I don't think this season. Um, Millwall, phenomenal at the moment, but they are you in that terms that we talked about that parallel. So I don't. I'm not sure Gary Riot just in. You can't really Sheff- you can't really Sheffield Wednesday. You can't really. I, I I'm going to say you've. Got, I'm going to I'm going to stick my neck out and I'm going to say that it. it I'm going to go with managerial experience in the league. Yeah. Right. You've got Johnson and you've got Neil, who sh- who have who 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 have who should. It's kind of like this is the season to do it. Right. Definitely more with Johnson. Right. Yeah. Some he's, people maybe felt a... last season was the season he could do it. Right. Well, as, as the yeah. not the top twenty boys call him Streaky Lee. Streaky Lee. Okay, I'm going to say, not just because I'm on your podcast, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you, I've got to give Swansea a little bit here. I'm going to give you a 42% chance. Whew, yeah. Specific. Yeah. I'll ta- a 42% I'll chance. I'll take it. And if, it, if you do get in, it, I mean, we've, we've talked about players and stuff, but make no mistake, the way Daniel Farker played last year, and what he, how he got the best out of that squad, and during the 90 minutes would change it up. Sheffield United is the best example. I said it when they were in League One, so I'm not being an aftertimer here. Yeah. Chris Wilder is some fucking manager. Oh, yeah. Right? There's some managers doing my job as a layman who doesn't play football. You know, I've never played football to a good level. So you watch, no, I wouldn't name manager, but there are some managers, you know what they're going to do. You look at their team sheet and think, I could set up against this. They don't yeah. change during the game, they make the subs at the same time, blah, blah, blah. Same stuff. Chris Wilder's right at the top of the list for bamboozling us watching the game. What do yeah, they do? Yeah. What's happening there? Yeah, what's going on? But hold on a second. Are they centre backs at full back? And why are, they, are the centre backs overlapping now? The centre backs are playing wide and then amazing. Alex Neal's shown a bit of that this season. You must have played three or four different formations yeah. in, the, in the last two months as it is, right? He changed things up again on Tuesday night. It's 4-4-2 four, four, uh, at Barnsley, like wasn't it? 4-diamond-2, yeah. Yeah, he knows the league inside out. I, I, think he, I, think, 
a lot of the time it's the manager that tilts it it really is whether yeah. that be a new manager and everyone's behind them and they've got a real siege mentality and it's like they're all like you know doing the bounce for Frank Lampard to get them in the playoffs managers really really important in this league so I do look at Lee Johnson who I feel like it's got to be now he'll feel that and, and Alex Neal what's this is? so what are we looking now. at Twi- uh, third full third season, season yeah. so you'd feel like this is the time and I mean you know? he's done it with Norwich yeah he's Honestly, got experience did, did of doing it, it I do think the manager's huge not to be too dull but and, I, and do. I think the other thing I mean I'm, I obviously want us to finish mm. in the playoffs but if we do I think the reason that I would be confident going into it is We've got the likes of Alan Brown, mm-hmm. Ben Pearson, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Davis, Darnell Fisher's been there mm-hmm. for quite a while now. Declan Rudd's been there quite a while. We've got the core of a squad that's quite settled. Tom mm-hmm. Barkhausen's another one, he's been there three, four years. So I think if we do get in the playoffs, we've got a manager that that knows it, mm-hmm. that's done it before. And I think he's got a group of settled players that, that know enough about him. They always say course and distance, don't they? Yeah. The old, the old term, course and distance, and they, you know the course so well. The distance is the problem. Yeah. Right. The oh, distance is the problem. Also. But you know it'll be good as well. And another thing I really admire: Norwich will be a subject of ridicule this year. Um, they're probably going to go down. They're so adrift at the moment. Good on them. Good on them for not going up and spending a fortune. Good on them for being happy now to be a club that if they they sell a season ticket for the same price in the Premier League as they did in the Championship yeah. last time they got relegated everyone moaned because they didn't lower their prices but when they went up they didn't raise their prices there yeah. you go that's what it is they sell their tickets no matter what league they're in they'll have a season like last year they'll have a season like this year next year if they come down to the Championship my five will be on them going back up The thing is, and, well, I, and I actually it's... even hope they keep Farka because you, you, there's nothing wrong I'd, I hope if, if Preston or them were to go up I hope they don't go and spend a whole load of money. I yeah. hope they just have a year up there, and if it means coming back down, it means coming back down. If it means doing a Sheffield United, but like, who, who really, really, who wants to be a club in a meaningless bowl stadium somewhere with, you know, spending two hundred million a year to finish eighth in a league they can't win? Yeah, yeah. I don't get that. I don't think that's much of a life. No. I get more joy out of following Northern Ireland than any other team supporting any division of anything. Yeah. Or like the Toronto Blue Jays. I used to live out in Toronto, right? Yeah, so yeah. I got really into that. I started following baseball when I was 18. Blue Jays had won two World Series just before. I meant nothing to me. I didn't know baseball. Yeah. Didn't even get the playoff until 2015. And all these years later... It was one of the best nights of my life. I went to the wildcard game and it was like the stadium was full, it was buzzing, and now we're rebuilding again. But, like, it's not about, you know, there's, only, like, there's only one title yeah. in the Premier League. There's only one. And if Look how far you'd have to go top, to get near that. Even top, I wouldn't even say top three, at right? Minute, top two, and you've not got a chance, have you? So, do you want to be £200 million in debt so you can go and play against, against Hadjik Split in the Europa League? Really? Is that, yeah? You just go there with your mates on holiday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just hope. I, I'm, well, no, I don't hope. I know that Preston North End would do it the right way, and yeah, I think that's we, big. With more and more clubs in trouble, with it being a real state of flux at the moment, clubs like Preston North End are a sh- are a shining light to how a club should be run. And I think that that maybe comes through in there when we talk about them. It's like you kind of can't help but want them to do well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You the, know. And the club have been quite open. Unless you're Blackpool fans. Well, yeah. yeah. Less said about that. That's why I want to get Ollie in just to wind us all up. Record defeat was 
Blackpool won it 7-0 they beat you I think it was yeah sorry shouldn't have brought that up it's, it's a, a long, long, long time. It's a time. terrible way to end, isn't it? Long time ago. Seven nil, Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who right. looked that up? <laughs> Ollie's heaviest defeat against us was three 0 Yeah, he's only got one win against us. Yeah, I remind him when, yeah. He, when yeah. if we. Pretty sure he won't care. <laughs> Probably not. Probably uh, not. He, he, yeah, yeah, that's the thing about Ollie's. Like, yeah, he plays the fool and whatever, but he'll just literally be like this to you. When we in the Premier League against us, yeah. that'll be it. That'll be it. Yeah. The, the game over. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those things that if you do go up, that's a long way away. But like, because it's right as well, finishing in the top six, you're just going to be in the crazy playoffs anyway. Probably quite. I always think the team that has the, the I don't know. I don't know who's my favourite every time the playoffs come around. Usually, a team with the best defenders. You know, like if 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 Leeds end up in the playoffs, they're, they're going to have the best defence in the playoffs. You know, if Brentford are in the playoffs, they'll have the best defence. You kind of lean, to, but don't matter. Forget all that. It's just the race is exciting. Yeah. If you win three, four games in a row at the moment, lose a couple, come back and win a couple, you're probably going to be top six. That's the way it is. I I can't believe well, we, how inconsistent we, we've had a, it is. A really poor run in the last well Christmas period, basically. Mm. But we're like we're Yeah. I also think you've got players in that team, like you said, who've been there long enough, who came in with their feet in the ground, who are kind of like working class heroes, yeah. fit the club really well, no airs or graces, picked, like you say, for 10 grand and now earning comparatively more money than thought yeah. they maybe would have earned playing football and they're not going to shrink. Preston North End are going to shrink. They never do. It's always batting above the weight. It's always bat. Is that the phrase? No, batting above the average. Yeah, punching above the well, weight. Well, like, like you said. So before. that's that's sometimes frustrating for a fan because you kind of go, oh, for fuck's sake, look how close. If you finish eighth this season, it'll be so so frustrating. But you got to put in perspective of if I pulled you up the league table of what everyone spent, you're way above. Bottom, bottom three, bottom, bottom four. Bottom three. You're always bottom three, bottom yeah. four. So you're way above that. But it, I know, don't mean anything, right? Yeah. Don't mean anything when you're like, why didn't he chase that ball? Why did he not just put, yeah. kick? Why didn't he not put it into Rosehead? Yeah. That's got nothing to do with wages, is it? Uh, well, every fan has a right to be frustrated. Wages, right we've obviously just brought in Scott Sinclair as yes. well, and he's on a fair whack, so I'm mm-hmm. told. So yeah. maybe things are changing a little bit. Who knows? Uh, I mean, uh, that, that, yeah, but that, that would be a proportional wage increase overall that would, that's not them going we're taking a gamble here that's them saying we'll pay a bit more for this player yeah. because look look how little we no, we're fine we're making more money and, we and can we've do not that. paid a fee for him and so you've not paid a fee there is that yeah ball. exactly that's the big big thing yeah, yeah. well we'll see um, yeah cheers cool happy if days we can, if we can fit more in later with all yeah. Done, yeah we'll see if we can get him in you yeah. ready to go and watch 28 games of football at once I certainly am <laughs>